associated with a certain time in like make in our makeup history and like I don't know that it will ever be able to get back to where it was yeah I I agree I think that it was a moment in time for the beauty industry that being said you just expect brands like Becca who are known for a specific thing to kind of have that longevity right I mean this brand has been around 20 years they sold to Estee Lauder which is a whole other conversation and you know they had some major collaborations obviously Jaclyn Hill really put them on the map um but they did you know they had a collaboration with Khloe Kardashian the Chrissy Teigen palette it's long expired but I refuse to throw it away just because it was that palette was something that actually really spoke to me because to be completely honest I wasn't a big champagne pop girl I know that so many people love champagne pop but for me Mm. that wasn't my go-to highlight I mean I had used plenty of Becca products don't get me wrong but the first Becca product I ever truly became obsessed with was that palette from Chrissy Teigen. You know what's so funny? After I heard the news, I immediately Googled the Chrissy Teigen collection, which you can still get, I think, um, on like Hot Look and Nordstrom Rack or something, which it's probably expired. But totally, like I was obsessed with that collection. There were so many fun launch events around um, Chrissy Teigen's collections. And then also, like you said, Khloe Kardashian and Malika. Um, what other, I, I mean, obviously Jaclyn Hill, there's just too many to count. And so I think that all of us are sort of mourning the death of Becca. But then also we have time to mourn because it's not shutting down completely until September. Kirby, what do you know about this? Why is it, why are we uh, uh, prolonging the inevitable? Well, remember when Clarisonic shut down and they announced that mm-hmm. their last month in production or operating would be September of 2020. I think it's really interesting to compare and contrast Clarisonic and Becca. I would love case studies on both because I would say Clarisonic, we knew it was the beginning of the end once chemical exfoliants became popular, right? And once scrubs were demonized and once Clarisonic was starting to be knocked off. Personally, I never found a a, a brush, a skincare brush that was better than Clarisonic in my opinion. The the bristles were always too long and you know I felt like they didn't operate as well as the Clarisonic did but that being said I I do not remember the last time I used my Clarisonic right so totally I think that the writing was on the wall paired with the pandemic that had started last year it was like they probably couldn't sustain any longer and then when it comes to Becca I just assume that you know when you have a hero product like the highlighters, or like the color correctors, which so many people were talking about online once this news was announced. Um, you know, they have a cult following in that in that aspect. I just figured they would be around, like that would be able to sustain their business. Right. And then they also, we had Barbie on our podcast not that long ago. Yes. And that was a major launch. Um, I don't know that the product uh, did very well. You liked it. And I think, you know, other people liked it too. And it just, I would just not, I did not see that coming because they worked with such a major actress on this, you know, big campaign. I think that they were trying to obviously hop on the euphoria train, you know, get that euphoria Uh, street cred with Barbie obviously and I also think that they were trying to pivot you know so many people were like 
I, I was reading so many comments about this online and a lot of people were saying they weren't able to catch up with the times. But I mean, whether or not you liked that uh, Becca Zero launch, they really were trying to pivot. They were trying to get into this less glam market and really focus